Joe Dudes, inspired by life, art, and dreams. Checking in, it's your boy. Let me get my background thing situated. Where we at with that? Right there. Oh, well, well, well. Mm. 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 Oh, boy, I really don't even know where to start with this. Mm. How y'all doing? Good morning, good afternoon, good night, whenever you're choosing to give your boy a listen i'm here for it the wait is over the real is back hey so when considering to do uh this podcast episode um there's so much going on that you could easily pick any topic out of thin air if you were focused on pop culture pop culture uh, or, or just any other things that may not matter okay um, that's not what I'm here for it's fun to talk about laugh but they're bigger fish to fry what I'm going to talk about today might not even be deemed a big fish but we're gonna fry it anyway no we're not talking about slapping we're not talking about you know some of that nah we can talk about Judge Jackson Supreme Court nomination history in the making nope could talk about the war in Ukraine. There's so many things. Youth violence. There are a lot of things we could talk about. So I'm always consider considerate on the topics that I choose to invest my time on on this platform, on the podcast. And what I want to talk about today is a topic that was a byproduct of some of the things that were going on in the news the last couple of weeks. And so I want to address this Ralph Lauren, Morehouse, Spellman, Spellhouse collection. Because of what I do, what people know me for, what I've been doing my whole life, well, yeah, for the most part, selling products, services, you know, we all kind of do that. But entrepreneurially, I've done that and worked for, you know, a lot of these brands. So I'm kind of known for that. So this Ralph Lauren collection with Morehouse and Spellman set off a tidal wave of opinions, 
it set off a tidal wave of conversations amongst people. I've heard every end of the spectrum as it pertains to this collection. And so when the collection public relations kind of started and the rollout, the announcement of it, I was a little emotional at first. I can't lie. I was a little emotional at first. Because Clark Atlanta was omitted. And you say, you know, what does Clark Atlanta have to do with Morehouse and Spellman? We break it down for you. For some of you who are not familiar with the AUC, it's Clark Atlanta, it's Morehouse and Spellman. Uh, Morris Brown is right around the corner. So there are a number of HBCUs that are in close proximity. They've been that way for a very long time. And when the announcement came that the Ralph Lauren collection was only with Morehouse and Spellman, me being a graduate of Clark Atlanta University, I received my MBA from there. When Clark was omitted from the collection, I wasn't in the back room. I wasn't in the discussions and the negotiations. But just on the outside looking in, I said, yo, why would you do something that close and omit Clark Atlanta? This is my emotion speaking at this point because I don't you know, know the business side of this thing. But the only reason that bothered me like that, because I'll give you an example, it's probably the easiest way for me to explain this. You know, if you had three kids and you all went out to dinner and then you only fed like two of the kids and the third child was there just watching the other kids eat, that's what bothered me. Well, you say, Jarvis, that may not be. I said, well, think about it like this. Think about the confidence and think about the impact that this collaboration will have with the students of Morehouse and Spelman, right? So I felt like I was concerned with the students of Clark Atlanta University and how they may perceive this how this may or may not impact their confidence. Some of them might not care. I could be overthinking this. I'm just telling you why I, why I was emotional when I saw this. I heard people from Howard, heard people from Hampton. I heard people from all over say, well, fam, you, all right, and people emotional, you know, why didn't he select us? That's wrong. All right, that's Ralph's business. He can do what he wants. I was concerned about the students of Clark Atlanta, right? And that's almost selfish because why not other schools? But so I got over all of that. That's Ralph Lauren. He's a multi-billion dollar company. He built this from the ground up beginning in 1967. He surely can do whatever he wants with his brand. Amen. So, check it. I started doing a deeper dive because I've always followed the Ralph Lauren brand 
ever since I got old enough to start buying my own clothes, he was just one of those staples. You know, coming from the era that I was from, he was like a Gap or Levi's or a Nike. He was just a staple brand. So, the things that I know, that I research about brands, clothing, things of that nature, I was pretty familiar with the reorganization of Ralph Lauren. He's been going through, the company has been going through a reorganization. Ralph was spread too thin. He was in too many stores, kind of lost some cool points with the youth. Customer demand was waning. People started spending more money on sneakers. You know, consumer taste shift, and that impacts your business. So I knew a little bit more than the average person about things that Ralph as a company was going through. Um, Similar situation for Gap. But just to stay on task, I was paying attention to Ralph. And I said, okay, well, when this collection dropped, I said, well, this is on par for who Ralph is. This is, Ralph has always done collections like this. This is I get it that it's the first with the HBCU, but he's always designed fashion like this. Ever since he changed his name, he started this company, and the aristocracy direction of the brand has been at the DNA since his conception. So this is who Ralph is. But let me give you a little background. All right, so I did a little research. I'm a research type of guy. Do a little research. So I'm going to read a couple things to you that I found online and tie it all together and hope this makes a little sense for why this collection is probably happening right now. All right, where are we at? Yeah, here we go. Okay, in 2020, this is uh, this is on the inside Morehouse.edu um, website. So what I'm getting ready to read to you comes from there. In 2020, Ralph Lauren made a series of commitments to take action on racial equity and reexamine how the company portrays the American dream. Mindful of its unique position in defining, interpreting, and depicting Americana worldwide. Aligned with these commitments, the Ralph Lauren Corporate Foundation pledged $2 million to support scholarships for students at Morehouse, Spelman, and 10 additional HBCUs through the United Negro College Fund in December of 2021. Great capital investment. He's standing by it. There's some other things. It's a really good read on the Morehouse website about this collection. And that's part of it. It's bringing more visibility uh, to Morehouse and Spelman. This article was published on March 15th, 2022. So we got the collection jumping off. Ralph has pledged some money for scholarships. I get it. And then I went a little farther, dig some more digging around. And this is another article that I found. And I'll just read a little excerpt excerpt from it. And it says, we're encouraged that, this is per Ralph Lauren, 
We are encouraged that our long-term growth is supported by multiple engines, from geographic and channel expansion to recruiting new high-value consumers and developing high-potential product categories. New high-value consumers and developing high-potential product categories. So I, hmm, so I said, okay, makes sense. You know, I'm knowing what Ralph is going through, challenging, to say the least, in fashion. You know, you have fast fashion, fast fashion. You have uh, luxury brands. You have uh, some people that don't care that, you know. So fashion is a very competitive industry like most industries right and so um it made me think about this collection in terms of not only earned media but also if this was just a play for Ralph Lauren to get some cool points and some cool factor and some visibility back to his brand and I'll read one more excerpt before I get into my soliloquy. The company made a strong push to win over a new generation of consumers worldwide from driving brand momentum and demand creation. Drive brand momentum and demand creation, creating a demand for the brand. And I said, wow, this was on the conference call. And I said, wow, you know, Ralph, he's been struggling. Not struggling, but he's had uh, some trying quarters here. You know, just competition. So the timing of this HBCU collection, I looked at it with a little deeper dive. And I, I just wanted to, you know, dig around. And I wanted to put my thoughts out there and just give you another perspective. I'm not trying to convince you to look at things the way I am. I'm just presenting a business perspective on why this collection is probably happening right now. So if we talk about earned media, earned media, and that's the definition I want to read as well. Uh, let me get to it. Earned media. Here we go. Earned media. This is a type of media that you earn. It's attention that is organically generated for your brand's content that you didn't pay for. So when I looked at the, the slap that's going on with the Oscars, I looked at all of these things that, you know, the Kanye with the gap, $250 million over 10 years. Uh, when I look at this HBCU collection and being a guy that, you know, my, my MBA is in marketing and advertising. So, you know, I started to understand I wanted a deeper understanding of how that pushes the business. And as I saw this collection, I thought about earned media. Earned media just kept popping up because all of this conversation that was being had by people about this collection was crazy. It was all over the place. It was literally for someone who, you know, you follow people on Instagram that's in the fashion, influencers, this, that, and the other, and 
calls coming from all over. I called people. It was a firestorm. And it was about two weeks before the collection dropped. The collection dropped on March 29th. On March 22nd, Ralph had a live Instagram, live social media feed for his fall winter collection for 2022. In the midst of that, you also still have his spring and summer offering that's being released currently right now. So I looked at all the earned media and eyeballs that went toward Morehouse, toward Spellman, toward Ralph Lauren. And I said, hey, this easily could have been the setup to just get people talking about Ralph Lauren. But it looks good. You know, I'm not denying the impact of the capital investment in the collaboration between big business and HBCUs. I love it. I think we need it. We need more of it. So I'm not knocking Ralph Lauren. I'm not knocking Morehouse. I'm not knocking Spellman. I'm not knocking anything that Ralph chooses to do with his business. I'm just offering a perspective on the nature of Ralph's business and the timing of this collection and what it potentially does, whether you buy one piece of that collection or not. The eyeballs, the conversation, is a lot of earned media for Ralph Lauren. Now the collection has dropped. A lot of the stuff is sold out. Well, we were told it was sold out. And the pieces that were involved in this collection were fall and winter pieces. And so those pieces are getting sold during the spring and summer for the for a large part of the world. Um, and so I started thinking about the cool factor and how well these, how good these images look, how well put together this campaign was. I can't knock it. As an advertiser and a marketer, brand owner, I'm going to give props what props is due. This evoked a certain emotion, imagery that was portrayed, references from the 20s and 50s that are being promoted now in terms of fashion and that some people are like, oh, that's really cool. And so the conversations that were had, I said, well, that's a lot of earned media. And on another episode of this podcast, I talked about pawns being promoted. And I looked at it and I said, hey, Ralph, are you really playing with the HBCUs like that? Like, are we just a way for you to create demand? You know, are we your new, uh, what, what, what was the word? new customer, new high-value customer? Is this a, a way for you to put the $1,500 overcoat by using Morehouse and Spellman as the conduit to reach your desired goals for your RL stockholders? And I just had to take a step back. And I said, this is, this definitely is chess move. Don't get it twisted. But that's all business is, right? It's good chess moves. You know, it's like somebody selling a Black Lives Matter t-shirt, right? They profiting off of the moment, you know? And so I get it. I understand it. I'm not knocking what nobody does with their business, you know. But I just wanted to give you another perspective. Um, 
it's a lot of unpacking to do with this because, you know, I remember watching the Ralph Lauren documentary and the low heads were given maybe a small portion, maybe a minute or two in terms of what hip hop or the urban community has done for Ralph Lauren as a brand. And so when I was watching the documentary and and I didn't see very much, I said, wow, you know, and I asked a couple of guys that, you know, close to me, I said, man, how much money do you think you've spent on Ralph Lauren since you started buying clothing? And on the low end, some of these guys said 40,000. I see guys on the internet. I know they didn't spend hundreds of thousands. The Raekwon, the chef, wearing the snow beach in the video? Come on. So the impact of of our cool, excuse me, that's my paper, my notes. The impact of our cool on these big brands I think we got to really start paying some attention to. Because a guy told me years ago in New York, he said, Jarvis, he was in, I think he was in the Bronx. And he said, Jarvis, you know, there are people that come from Fifth Avenue. They come from the corporate headquarters. And they come to Brooklyn. They come to the Bronx. They come to Harlem. They come to the night spots just to watch what we're wearing. And then they take it back uptown and they repackage it and they resell it to us. And so I kind of looked at this in that manner. I said, yo, you're referencing images from the 20s and the 50s. Ralph Lauren didn't start as a company until 1967. So you going back and getting the sauce from the 20s and 50s for your reference materials and you're repackaging it to sell it. Now, I don't know what brands people bought in the 20s and 50s. I'm thinking it was more tailoring, more cutting. So get the fabric, take your measurements. That's why they look so good back in the day. They weren't just shopping off the rack. It wasn't that many department stores that black people could shop in. Let's be clear. Pay attention. So it was one of those things. I said, wow, Ralph, you really... Now, Ivy League is his thing. Waspy, preppy, that's his thing. He's always done collegiate things. He's always been that since he started. You look at it, you Google it, Wikipedia, anything is going to tell you Ralph has been waspy. He's been very tailored. He's been very lifestylish the whole time. He's very good at it, probably the best. So this is a great collaboration. But the repackaging up of the cool and how some would look at it as using Morehouse and Spellman to make you look cool again, to try to get some of those new value customers you're talking about spending some money with you, to keep those registers ringing for the stockholders. And I said, wow, somebody will pay $1,300 for a coat and not on one share of Ralph Lauren. And so it was so layered in my thoughts and my emotions and how I thought about what was going on. And I never wanted to be anybody's pawn. You know what I mean? Especially with grounds as sacred as the HBCU. But hats off to 
Morehouse and Spellman. I'm not in no shape, form, or fashion dissing the collaboration, dissing the collection with Ralph Lauren. We need more corporations to partner with HBCUs. I am pro-business in that regard. But after the conversations that I had with people from Howard and Hampton and Clark and FAMU and Grambling and Southern and Wiley College, I used to work at Wiley College. Shout out to Wiley College. But the great debaters, yeah. But Stillman College, shout out to them. And I started thinking about all these beautiful HBCUs. And I know people that graduated, that work at these universities. And I just said, we ain't nobody's pawn. And I was thinking about, hey, I want to do a collection for Clark. And then I want to do a collection for this school and that school. And I'm sure it's going to be overdone. It's going to be a real reach for HBCU merchandise. And we've been pushing that for a while now. I mean, you see athletes wearing them that didn't even go to the school, which is a beautiful thing. And I just think, you know, like even what what Deion Sanders has done for Jackson State, you know, HBCUs are sacred grounds. And if you have business people right around your university, within your alumni network, that are doing some things that can help bring some of these this fashion and some of these things that your students or your alumni may want. Don't wait for Ralph Lauren. Because I, I, to me, it just means he's going to get a bigger cut if, if you wait on him to do it versus doing it from within. That's my two cents. That's my perspective on it. I think it's a great look. But I think there's so much more. I think it's a bigger conversation that can be had. Um, Will you see me do a collection that's centered around collegiate-inspired attire? Possibly. I've always been that, too. I've always liked that. Um, But I never wanted to follow anybody, either. That's not what I'm here for. So kudos to Ralph Lauren. His creation of demand, great business. He's always been that. The company has always been that. I look forward to seeing more collaborations like this that don't come just from a Ralph Lauren, but may come from somebody like myself or other brands that are out there. I look forward to keep on rocking with y'all and staying inspired. I'm going to continue on my path continue rocking it's a good thing that people even thought to call me and had this conversation with me knowing how important that collaboration that collection what it probably meant to me the conversation was a beautiful conversation I love it keep it coming you know what I mean I'm here I'm J.M. Robertson checking in and signing off for the Inspired by Life Art and Dreams podcast Hope you're having a successful start to your year, healthy, enjoying your families and your friends. And, um, yeah, let's keep rocking. I'm working on some new joints. Y'all know how I do. The wait is over. The reel is back. Hey.
your dues, inspired by life, art, and dreams.